Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, the best way to do that is theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Congratulations! We have made it through the first section of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch. So, we have read Genesis, which means the beginnings. It's the beginning of the world, the beginning of sin, the patriarchs of the nation of Israel, and how the 12 tribes of Israel of the 12 sons of Jacob began. Then Exodus, to exit out of Egypt and the laws. Then Leviticus, with the Levites and the priests. Holiness is the key word, and we learn about worship and the tabernacle. In the book of Numbers, we see the two senses the first generation, and then the second generation, 40 years later, with wanderings in the wilderness. So the key word for numbers is wanderings. Then Deuteronomy, the second giving of the law, and a renewal of their covenant with God. So renewal being the key word for Deuteronomy. Now, Joshua! Our book this week continues where Deuteronomy left off. Moses is dead and Joshua is the chosen leader for this next step of the journey. Both Moses and God commissioned him. At the end of Deuteronomy, they were on the east side of the Jordan River in the plains of Moab. But if you remember, the Israelites took over that land and now we see that they are in the town of Shittim. Some things we know about Joshua is he was the son of Nun from the tribe of Ephraim. His name originally was Hosea, which meant he has saved. And then Moses changed his name to Joshua, which means the Lord has saved. This is found in Numbers chapter 13, verse 16. This helps set the stage to one important point that we find in the book of Joshua. It is the Lord that wins the battles for Israel. In the New Testament, Jesus' Greek name is the Hebrew name for Joshua. They have the same root. So Jesus also means the Lord saves. Joshua was one of the two spies that believed they could take the land the first time, but they were outvoted by the ten other spies. And since the children of Israel did not obey the first time they tried to enter into the promised land, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Interestingly, even though Joshua and Caleb were faithful, they also had to wander in the wilderness with the people for 40 years. Dr. Betts, my Old Testament professor, said these two men are his heroes of the Old Testament because of their faithfulness even in the midst of that wandering of 40 years. We also know that Joshua was a warrior because in Exodus 17 verses 9 and 10, when Amalek came to fight Israel, that Moses told Joshua to get the fighting men together. And Joshua also was the servant and attendant of Moses. We see that in Exodus 24, 13 and in chapter 33, verse 11. This also shows that Joshua went up on the mountain of God with Moses. It also shows that during these 40 years of wandering that God was preparing Joshua for the task of leadership to come. Ladies, just a note, wherever you are in your life, if you are seeking the Lord, 
This time is not a wasted time. If you feel you're wandering in the wilderness, God is preparing you to be what he has called you to be. During this stage of life, God is equipping you for that next step of life. Now we know who Joshua was. What is this new task? It is to enter into the promised land and to take the land that the Lord had promised them way back with Abraham, the first patriarch of Israel. Now Abraham was called around the year 2200 BC. Keyword is around. None of us were here to know exactly when. So around 2200 BC, Abraham was called. The Exodus happened around 1446 BC. Then Moses led the children of Israel onto the east side of the Jordan around 1406 with the book of Deuteronomy. And then this time of Joshua is around 1400 BC. It has been hundreds of years since God made this first covenant with Abraham. And if you remember, Abram's name was changed to Abraham. Abraham had Isaac. The promise passed through Isaac. Then Isaac went to Jacob. The promise continued through Jacob. Jacob had his 12 sons, which become the 12 tribes of Israel. Way back with Abraham, God promised this land to them. Traditionally, the book of Joshua is thought to mainly be written by Joshua with others such as Phineas the high priest to help or fill in. But the book itself does not say who wrote it. We do know that the writer was an eyewitness to the events and that it was written shortly after the events took place because we see in chapter 6, 25 of Joshua that it was written within the lifetime of Rahab. Today, we are looking at the first half of chapter 1 at Joshua's calling from God. So we see in chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, God reminds Joshua that Moses is dead, and it seems the time of mourning for him is done. And now God tells Joshua, Arise and go over the Jordan River, and all the people are to go into the land. God has set the boundaries of where their land extended. As I've said before, this is not world domination. There is a specific place for the Israelites to take. God also promises Joshua that as God was with Moses, so he will be with Joshua. Then in verse 6 and in verse 7 and in verse 9, God says three times to Joshua, Be strong and courageous. One thing Dr. Betts said, God is not going to tell people something that's not going to be needed. There will be many times as we read that Joshua needs to be strong and courageous. That's the same with us. God never promises that life will be easy. But with God on our side, we can be strong and courageous and we too can overcome. It's interesting to me that Joshua 1.9 has been a childhood memory verse. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And it is a wonderful memory verse, and I, God has called it to my mind many a times. But it's in verse 7 and then in verse 8 that 
be strong and courageous, which tells us what we need to do in order for God to be with us. So in verse 7, we see we are to observe and to do according to all of the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded. We are not to turn to the right or to the left so that we may prosper. Then this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but we are to meditate on it day and night so that we may observe and do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. First, we are to observe to do according to all of the law. If you remember, the first five books of the Bible are called various things. The Pentateuch, which means five scrolls or five books. It's also known as the books of Moses because Moses wrote them. And they are also known as the books of the law, which in Hebrew is Torah, The accent is at the end, but I've also heard it called Torah with the accent in the beginning. When God is saying all of the law, he's referring to the Torah, all five books. The book of Joshua begins this second section of the Old Testament, which is called the books of history. This section starts with Joshua and ends with Queen Esther. There are 12 books in this section, and I want to teach you my childhood song about the books of history. As we learned with Moses' song at the end of Deuteronomy, music has a way of helping us to remember important things. And as a Christian, we are people of the book, people of the Bible, and we need to know and understand this amazing book that God has given us so that we can know him more. So the song goes like this. Mm, Let us sing the books of history, of history, of history. Let us sing the books of history, which tell of the Jews. First Joshua, second Judges, then the story of Ruth. Then first and second Samuel, and first and second Kings. Then first and second Chronicles, which give us the record. And Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, the queen. Technically, at the end of the books of history, that Esther the queen, that ends the timeline of Israel's history. But the other Old Testament books, the books of poetry, the books of minor prophets and major prophets, they fill in more information and more insights of the promises of God throughout that timeline. So here, let's go back to Joshua 1.7. Number two, we're not to go to the right or to the left, but we are to stay on the path of God's word so that we may prosper. Then verse eight says that we are to meditate on this book of the law, both day and night so that we will observe all that is written therein. So number three, we're to meditate on this book. Ladies were called to ponder and meditate God's word day and night. And I believe this is one of the reasons that the Church of America is in such a mess today. There is a real connection between being in the word of God daily 
and how we live our lives. And this passage goes beyond just having a quiet time every morning or every night. We're to meditate on it day and night. One way to do this is scripture memory. So for instance, I have taken an index card. I have written Joshua chapter 1 verses 7 and 8 on it. And I will try and read it in the morning to start the day and then maybe pull it out during lunch break and then before going to bed at night. I must confess that as I put this new verse in my phone case so that I have it with me pretty much wherever I go, as I was doing that, I pulled out two other cards with verses that I had totally forgotten were in there. But I'm still going to start afresh this week with Joshua. I've pulled out those other two and I'm going to start with this verse, Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And hopefully I will do better at remembering it's in my phone and I will do a better job at remembering to memorize or at least to meditate on this verse this week. If verses 7 or 8 are too long for you to memorize and you think, I just can't do that, then verse 9 is a great verse to memorize. And even if you don't get it memorized, if it's before you and you're thinking about it, ladies, that is huge. It's huge. And it will show a huge effect in your relationship with God. Ladies, we will see as we read Joshua that the Lord blessed them when they walked in his ways. And when they didn't, there were repercussions. And there's a name to this. It's called the retribution principle. It is similar to the phrase, we reap what we sow. When we get to the first book of poetry, which is Job, we find that there are times that bad things do happen to good people, but we are not there yet, and we will deal with that in about a month and a half if we keep on keeping on with our readings, and we're going to do that, aren't we, ladies? To recap, the book of Joshua starts with God talking to Joshua, reminding him of his calling from God and of his task that is before him. God reminds Joshua to not be afraid. Why? Because God is with him. Ladies, if you are a Christian, then God has called you by name. He has a task for you to do. We do not need to be afraid, even though there are fearful things ahead of us. We do not need to be afraid because God is with us. Now, if, you are a Christian and you don't feel that he is with you. Let me ask you some things. Are there sins in your life that you need to confess before him? Are you in the word of God daily? Do you meditate on it? Do you memorize it? Again, it's huge when we hide God's word in our heart. It keeps us from sinning against him. And if I have any ladies that are listening that are not Christian and you don't even know what you believe, then I want to encourage you to turn to the God of heaven. Look up to the skies. Tell him you don't know what you believe. But if you're real God, then please show me. And in the book of Jeremiah, which is one of the prophets, in chapter 29, verses 12 and 13, it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your hearts. 
And then in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and he and or she who seeks finds, and to him and to her who knock, it will be opened. Ladies, today, if you hear his voice, let's not harden our hearts like that first generation of Israelites did. Instead, let's be women who obey. Let's be like Joshua. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time.